Today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Let's bring in uh, Chris Collett, Associate Canadian Immigration Lawyer, and uh, is with us now. Hello, Chris. How are you today? I'm good, Scott. How are you? Good. Thank you for taking the time to vi- uh, to uh, join us. So it, it, let me ask you this question, Chris. So if you have a Somali refugee who's in the United States and he's worried about being deported and then illegally comes to Canada, uh, does that make him eligible for refugee status in Canada? So if a person does cross into Canada illegally, uh, meaning they don't go to illegal border crossing, they do what is happening now in Manitoba, they uh, can claim refugee protection, but they would still need to establish that they qualify as a refugee or a person in need of protection under Canada's immigration laws. And how difficult is that? So uh, would, would that fall? Would would that uh, would that uh, work for Somalian refugees? Uh, I, I believe what they would have to demonstrate is that they are uh, at ri- they have a well-founded fear of persecution um, because of race, religion, nationality, or membership in a social group in Somalia, in their country of nationality. So, uh, uh, is that difficult to prove for someone from Somalia? Well, a lot of these claims uh, are, you know, you you need documentation to support your claims. Many refugee claimants don't have it when they come here, and so uh, they're just uh, basically forwarding their cases on on the basis of their testimony and their word. Uh, Ultimately, it'll be up to the uh, Refugee Protection Division of Canada to assess uh, all of the evidence they provide, all of the testimony they give, and determine whether they have a credible fear or not. Could it be that some Somalians would get status, some wouldn't? Yeah, well, each claim would be addressed, assessed independently, so it depends on what kind of claims they're making, what the basis of their claim is, and what kind of proof that they have um, of, of the, the risk of fear or persecution that they're facing. Uh, what if they don't get accepted? So they've crossed illegally, they, they, they uh, present their case, it's not accepted. What happens then? Do they go back to the United States? Do they go back to Somalia? So everybody who claims refugee protection from the outset gets a conditional removal order issued against them. Um, If they then lose their uh, claims at the Refugee Protection Division, there are uh, certain rights of appeal, depending on uh, whether their claim is dismissed as being totally unfounded or whether it's just a matter of they didn't have enough proof. They have different rights of appeal. Some will appeal to the Refugee Appeal Division, and some will go straight to federal court to challenge the decisions. If neither of those claims are uh, appeals are successful then they may be subject to removal proceedings uh, to their country of nationality so they would just avoid the united states and go back so once they come to canada it's not the united states problem anymore i guess is the question uh that might be one way to put it yes but this is a very fluid situation especially with this recent influx and so who knows if there's going to be any uh you know administrative changes coming down from on high so again, getting back to the people who are coming in from Somalia, I, I mean, I mean, wouldn't one if one's being persecuted in Somalia, wouldn't they all be? I mean, how can there be different scenarios? Either you're coming from a banned country or you're not. Why wouldn't it be a blanket for all of them? Uh, so uh, I, again, uh, you know, some countries uh, it's recognized that the entire country is an unsafe place. For example, Iraq. Somalia, that's not necessarily the case. Um, they, they would still have to prove that they personally, and not just uh, you know, the entire country, but they personally are, are, have a well-founded fear of persecution. 
Uh, is there any truth? Uh, we were talking with David Hyde, security consultant. Obviously, if people haven't gone through the correct channels, they then become, uh, I guess, deemed as as a criminal. And and we're hearing that only the bad people are getting pushed out. Does that mean that the people that are coming into Canada uh, aren't being vetted, and we're getting bad ones? The refugee vetting process is uh, it's pretty rigorous. Uh, you know, as part of the, the the hearing, the refugee hearings, they also have to you know not show that they are not inadmissible on grounds of security or violating human or international rights, serious criminality. These are all potential things which could bar their claims if they come to light during their hearings. Where do you see this situation with Manitoba and Quebec going, especially through the summer when the more warmer uh, months approach? Well, uh, so this is not... Uh it's not a problem that necessarily originated as a result of this uh, Trump executive order. Uh, the the re- refugee crossings have been increasing, you know, before Trump came into power. Uh, however, you know, now with this executive order issued, and who knows what's going to happen when it when it expires, uh, what Trump's going to do in that case. You know, if if the situation continues, I would expect once the weather improves that there would be uh, additional border crossings. So is, if you're somebody in the United States from uh, Somalia or, or one of those other countries that are involved in the ban, um, is it best for you to try to cross illegally or legally? Where, where will the government give you uh, uh, a better hand up? So if they do present themselves at a legal border crossing, uh, they would be turned away under the safe third country agreement. For many, that, in their minds, leaves the only option of trying to cross in illegally, although, you know, this is illegal, so it's not something that we can counsel people to do. Um, it, 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 it is not uh, permissible under the law to cross in illegally, um, you know, bypassing a legal border crossing. Would the U.S. care about this, or do they, as long as, as in their minds, as long as they're getting rid of them, they don't care? I, you'd have to defer and ask the, the U.S. officials. <laughs> I'm not sure what they, what they would say on that point. Uh, do you see policy having to... Uh, um, do you think new policy has to be drawn up, new laws, something has to be done in order to, uh, in order to control this? How do we control this? Uh, it's a very good question. I know, you know, the Safe Third Country Agreement, people have been um, arguing for years, lawyers have been arguing for years that it's, it should be, you know, repealed or modified. Um, this, these concerns have now increased as a result of what's happening in the U.S. right now. Um, but right now, there's no indication that any changes will be made. I know the Liberal government has said they don't have, the most recent thing I heard is that they don't have any plans to make any changes in that respect. Uh, but it would be up to them, up to the Canada Border Services Agency to, um, you know, bring in policy if they want to, you know, address this unique situation which is going on right now. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.